0: Welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. Hello! You'd missed your mark at best. I
1: I mean, I thought I would try to keep you off center, a little uh, keep you guessing, maybe think that I wasn't going to do it, but I don't know. I think it's funnier this way. Your withering stare does not work on me. I've known you for a very long time.
0: The problem is the withering stare is not something that comes across in the podcast That's why I felt
1: like I needed to explain that that's what you were doing, Mm. because I don't want people to get the misunderstanding that I am.
0: I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. That is Catherine Urbino, also Above the Law. You're on, You're listening to Thinking you Like a Lawyer.
1: utterly contemptuous of
0: us. Yeah, you're listening to Thinking Like a Lawyer where we talk about the week's legal news, or at least the fun stuff from it. So how are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Excellent.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, plugging along as one does. We've got a reasonably action-packed show, I don't know about action pack. Maybe that's maybe, I maybe like I'm you're overselling oversell. it. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's an oversell. Uh, we have we have some interesting things to talk about real quick. We also have some sponsors, uh, so why don't we start by just getting into them and okay. uh, move into the topics? So uh, let's kick it off this week by hearing from our friends from Lexicon. Okay. What do you want to talk about today?
1: I mean, something that has definitely been in the news a ton is uh, our former mayor, Rudy Giuliani.
0: Right. Yeah. So Giuliani's been in the news. So, okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The FBI raided his offices.
0: That happens. Uh, It was like a dawn raid, which is uh, FBI's usual MO uh, when they go after folks. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. didn't know that, I have a... Story about somebody getting raided uh, from the archives above the law that I always like. About uh, do you? Yeah, no. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember uh, what the title of it was. Criminal um, that I am. Well, that's the name of the book uh, yeah. that I was reviewing, but uh, the story itself is what I was looking up. But you know, you could also make banter if you when a lawyer becomes a criminal. Yeah, uh. which is about the book. Criminal that I am, which obviously people can go out and buy too, but it it talks a little bit about something the FBI. that Rudy
1: Giuliani may know a lot about soon.
0: Yeah, well, you oh, well, so that that's actually the point that you were going to make, so I won't step on it.
1: No, I I think it's very interesting. So obviously Rudy Giuliani um was uh his stuff was raided. Uh there's a lot of uh stuff that people are talking about whether or not this will implicate the attorney client privilege, uh what kind of all the documents they might have collected, but fundamentally it, it struck me uh, I mean, we knew this was going to happen since January before that because it was the Trump administration, right? The, we knew during the Trump administration that they that the uh, federal government was considering a subpoena of Rudy Giuliani. And so this was a, a sort of a, a known thing and it seems very surprising if there's anything that they found that's worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I think the way to phrase that, it, so like it, like in a radio context, how you could phrase that to be a little bit punchier would be if you had just like jumped in and said what I think is the exact phrasing you used pre-show. So we talk about some of these things pre-show, so to let you in on a little of the background. and
1: I don't even know what phrase you're talking almost about.
0: Almost always she says it more punchy and direct in the pre-show, and I'm always so like – Ugh. when she doesn't you know do it, it on like, yeah. You're
1: the worst because you give me these like eyes, like this like
0: direction, yeah. It's
1: not direction, it's just a freaking stare. <laughs> and it's completely not helpful. Well, I can't. But, no, I can't I'm telling, talk. I'm, t- I'm telling you facts. Yeah. Mm. True facts, true facts, not helpful. Not helpful. And then I wind up just kind of spinning my wheels and and rambling on because I've no idea what you're trying to communicate with like your you don't you don't even have a particularly piercing stare, BT dubs.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, I went there. And you just kind of like Looking at me like like I don't even know what you want, and so I just keep on rambling, hoping that I'm stumbling upon the thing that you wanted, as opposed to just say it.
0: I well, I mean, it's
1: Uh. well, I mean, it comes across
0: really terrible for me to say it because obviously then I'm captured saying it on the radio too. I like I don't have an earpiece. Uh, I don't know your, what your, the thing
1: you're trying to—I don't even know it yeah, was.
0: I, th- I think her point was put aside whether or not uh, Giuliani needed to be— So Giuliani's being raided large and a number of electronics were seized. Uh, it, this seems to be in connection with his dealings with Ukraine, which is, as Catherine alluded, something that we kind of knew was being looked at by the Department of Justice because known collaborators of Giuliani have already been picked up by mm-hmm. the feds in this whole discussion. And, and which brings. A story-
1: a while ago about about whether or not it was going to happen under the Trump,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, even even the Trump administration seemed to be looking right. into this. Uh, but this brings us to what Catherine's like tag for this was, which is if they find anything oh, in, the...
1: yeah, he's... oh yeah, 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 I didn't know what you were getting at, Joe. If they find, see, this is
0: the, the I mean, like I, I work, I work so hard to try and like give One, these, you absolutely do not. <laughs>
1: You absolutely do not. Mm. Number two, number two. It was my idea in the first place, and just yes, I know. And I was trying. But you have like in your head some vision of like what you want the podcast to be or how it's It's supposed to go down, and you don't. You don't let me in on this fact at all. I'm supposed to just, like, figure it out on the fly. Well, I think it was our our pre-meeting
0: when you said this is what you were going to say. I was was ready for you to then say it.
1: No, but no, 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 no. You have in your head this very specific vision. Like, you have to phrase it the same way. I phrased it before. As opposed to being like, there's any one of a bunch of ways I could phrase it. I feel
0: like we've gone completely off the rails here. (sighs) Yeah. You were going to say something, though. I was. Yeah. Do you remember what it was?
1: If they find anything Mm. uh, during this raid, then Rudigiani is just a Terrible criminal.
0: I think it, it. Well, I mean, I put that aside. I, I think he becomes the single stupidest lawyer in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, before this stuff is evidence, he doesn't have to keep it.
0: Well, all right. So l- let's break down some of the places where this makes him the stupidest lawyer in the world. Uh, it is not as though he is a trust and estates lawyer who has been thrust against his will into this world. Mm-hmm. He basically made his career inside the Southern District of New York's U.S. Attorney's Office. He certainly
1: knows the inner workings of how these dawn raids go. I mean...
0: Dawn raids. He knows that when his accomplices, uh, we'll start using that term, I mean, people that he's worked with, but we can move to accomplice at this point. Uh, When his accomplices have already been picked up for this stuff, he has to know that this is coming. So if there's still any evidence on any of these devices... Mm -hmm then he's clearly the dumbest person in the world. Because this is, and we're not, let's be clear, we are not advocating for spoliation here. No,
1: no, 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 no. And that's what I'm saying. But before before there there was a subpoena, there wasn't evidence. There were just his documents. Yeah. Right? So why why is there anything left to find?
0: Right. This is
1: literally a news story. Yeah. During the Trump administration. It is now May, or I guess this happened in April. But, like, it is several months later. What are you waiting for?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, again, not advocating people committing crimes, but, no. you know. But, you I know, mean, that's why— but that's I mean, why, that's why, come on.
1: But, like, be a better— If you're going to be a criminal, be a decent one. Be the best one you can be. Be the best kind of criminal you can be. Yeah.
0: Well, and on top of this, he also uh, has been going on the media. And who knows if this is— Look, I I I'm of the mind that a lot of these folks go on TV and say things they know not to be true because it's part of the
1: shtick, yeah. Part
0: of the shtick. But it almost seemed like he believed it, which is extra scary because I he mean, started talking about how they seized old. everything except the Hunter Biden disc that that I kept saying they should grab. And it's like, well, one, that's not how warrants work.
1: Uh, you, you
0: you don't get to just say to the feds, you know what? I know you have a warrant for the following six devices, but while you're here, might I interest you in a few other things? That's just not how that works. Um,
1: just like the whole notion of like, might I interest you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, you know, I know you came here for these six and uh, it's going to kill me, but you know, I can let you have, this. I can help you. I can help you out.
1: Help me One help time you. only. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it it, make, it it to believe that would show a complete failure to understand right. how the law works, especially criminal law, especially the federal government's, you know, law enforcement division, sure. which is the thing he used to run.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is the really um shocking part is and I don't know, there there's probably lots of speculation people can have as to why this has happened the way it has, but look, this was his job. Right? Yeah. For a while. That's like For how he. a beca- long while. Like, that, <laughs> that's how he became whatever version of famous he was before he became mayor. If it right? sounded
0: weird just there, right when I was talking, it was because I was rubbing my face with my hands in a sense, like. Sheer
1: frustration. Sheer
0: frustration with the stupidity of this entire. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I it, mean,
1: it's it's a. Sh- Listen, you were in, in your. Past life as a lawyer, you were a criminal, uh, white collar criminal defense. Yeah,
0: you paused after the word criminal for a little too long for my life. uh, But (laughs) yes, I did white collar defense. Yes. Plenty
1: of room to to make choices in your life. Go on. No, but see, see you have a better sense than some standard kind of corporate lawyers would have about, about how this all goes down. And it's shocking to me that anyone who, not even. Listen, I never practiced any version of criminal law, and yet I watch enough Law and Order or have in the past to know that everything that Giuliani did was not very clever.
0: No. I mean, look, I guess I guess it's clever not to delete evidence because people will find it uh, that you did it, and that makes you look worse. But, I mean, sure. also keeping evidence, not a smart criminal move, just a general matter. Like, yeah, it's – yeah.
1: It is. It is – is quite a thing, and now he's going on all the the talk shows talking about it.
0: He now says uh, Alan Dershowitz is going to help him out, so you know,
1: of course, he is. adding
0: more adding more high quality firepower to this game.
1: If you could like go back to I don't know. Two thousand and one or two thousand two, yeah. uh-huh. and kind of whisper in your own ear this little this little tidbit about America's mayor and the then incredibly respected uh, law professor Alan Dershowitz. I I don't think I would believe me.
0: Yeah, you know that that is that is true. It wouldn't take actually. That should be the gambling line. It should be how many years back would I have to go to say? Rudy Giuliani's going to be raided by the FBI, and Alan (laughs) Dershowitz is going to be completely batty and try and defend him. Yeah, no, I...
1: Yeah, like, before it becomes believable, right? I
0: mean, 2001, obviously, that wouldn't seem logical. (sighs) By 2005,
1: would I have bought it? No, No. probably still
0: needed some more time. Yeah, no, this this is a good little game. Yeah, it's at
1: least least the 2010s, probably the teens.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't... I don't want to gamble on this specifically, mostly because gambling is just not a thing I'm particularly good at. I don't know if you know why. And that's because I went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Yes, we're talking about taking advantage of Nota, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnotacom slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. I
1: bet you're pretty proud of yourself, huh?
0: I'm super proud of myself, yeah. You know who should not be proud of themselves? The California bar. Oh! <laughs> uh, the California bar exam, there were several bar exams over the last cycle that have embarrassed themselves. The most being the ones that ran in person uh, like, say, Colorado, that ran in person trying to claim that we've got this all figured out, everyone's going to be safe. right And, and, and then immediately afterwards, and, listen, uh, for COVID. F- right. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, for posterity's sake, right, you know, maybe in a few years, people will also still be listening to this podcast. But, yes. you know, it was in the middle of COVID.
0: Yes, it was in the middle of COVID. We're talking and
1: about the 2020 bar exam.
0: And Colorado, yes, that's a good point. And Colorado thought they could get away with it and went into the newspapers right before it started and... uh Shots fired over anybody who doesn't think we know how to do this is just a whiner and blah, blah, blah. And don't worry that they had a COVID outbreak, because that's what happens when you do stupid things. Anyway,
1: listen, so- do stupid things, get COVID prizes.
0: Yeah, so that was the worst. That was that was the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the, the slightly better tier were the people who tried to do things online. Unfortunately, the online exam, the way in which they chose to run an online bar exam, some states, out of necessity, it's right. not like Indiana had a better plan, but their plan fell apart. So they created kind of an open book. Hey, do you actually understand what's going on in this question? Email us back. I tell
1: you, I think that was probably the best. It option. was absolutely
0: the best option, and it, because it actually made the bar exam the thing the bar exam is supposed to be—a test of minimum competency, right—as opposed to this weird scaled nonsense that is sent to them by the NCBE, which is a nonprofit organization that turns you know five to seven million dollars in profit every year. Anyway, that organization though pushed a lot of its membership into. uh membership, I guess. I, who knows how they try to uh, spin this. Sure, sure. But a lot of states into a platform that required them giving more millions of dollars, uh, or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, each totally up to millions, to Online software providers who could make the make all this happen for them. And right, what I think happened, they're
1: trying to do it on trying on a dime. Yep, it was an, an emerging situation, uh, which is why you know Indiana came upon this like via yep. email system, yep. which actually was fine. Which
0: actually was fine, <laughs> right? And uh, it didn't
1: have the sort of the nanny state issue, which a lot of the other issue that happened I know with the software is that there was cheating um, issues with it you wanna
0: well no Yeah. well they said there were uh, there right. were not
1: uh, as <laughs> there was tur- issues with the software as it turns
0: <laughs> out the software uh, felt that well, first of all, that black and brown people shouldn't even take the test because it refused to let them. Uh, it right. would immediately it, it, flag them as cheaters uh, just because his facial recognition could figure it problematic out.
1: problematic and offensive. Which is a
0: thing that we all knew was going to happen like and talked in. about ad nauseum. But don't worry, the bar exams proled forward with it anyway. And then on top of that, they had the issue where California received back a series of... Let's just call them false positives because that's they what they were, ultimately yeah. <laughs> were. That said, one a full one third of people who took the exam were cheaters, right?
1: Which is not accurate. Cannot possibly. Like
0: Obviously, cannot possibly be. Cannot true. possibly be. Uh, their response to this was to assume it was true and ask all those people to prove the negative that they were not cheating, uh, which is probably not the way in which this should have operated. As it turns out, only fewer than fifty cases throughout the entire of the California Bar Exam administration were shown to even reach the point that they might have been cheating. But don't worry, they said hundreds and hundreds. But it was a whole mess. As it turns out, this is long story short, we get now to the California state mm-hmm. auditor has now looked into the decision making of the California bar exam and worked out that it, the California bar exam, shocking absolutely no one, breached tons of protocols in order to set up this system. This system that it's buddies at the NCBE were pushing, that, like, its, it's vendor that it works with other times were pushing. Then they breached a bunch of procurement rules in order to force this decision rather than look at any other option that might have been more sound because, you know, death drive to keep doing this test.
1: Ian, if you don't have a bar exam, how are you even a lawyer?
0: Yeah, which is dumb. Look, I to some extent, I will say... I get California's problem in that they allow non-ABA-sanctioned schools to exist in their state. Mm, they're just Cal-sanctioned. Have that problem there. <laughs> they're just Cal-sanctioned, and those folks uh, have to go through some sort of test. And, you know, obviously, since it's not ABA-sanctioned, you're nervous about those folks becoming lawyers. Don't worry. They're not nervous enough to shut down California-sanctioned schools. They're just nervous enough to force those kids to go into massive amounts of debt and then not pass the test uh which is worse but anyway it's a whole mess uh obviously they breached this uh the penalty for this seems to be non-existent seems almost as though the penalty was we're going to publicly point out that you fa- you you failed to follow the <laughs> orders which i mean i guess i guess we're we're all pointing and laughing but that's about all that we have on them right now
1: wow uh, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole bar exam situation was really one of the the legal industry's black eyes from from the whole COVID experience. I mean, listen, not, nothing was great about nothing has been great. Nothing continues to be to doing particularly well right now. And, you know, as we're hopefully coming towards the end of the of the COVID experience. But it does definitely seems like that was a particularly bad black eye for the the legal industry.
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully it wasn't a black eye, because if it was, the facial recognition software would probably assume <laughs> that you didn't
1: <laughs> You're a cheater.
0: manage to take the test up properly. Yeah, it, and don't worry, we're going to have more of these before it's all over. It, it yeah. Experts in the field of exam technology publicly said, this won't work, you will have the following problems, before they did it. And, and instead, then, what you they know? just rolled forward. We had all those problems. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the NCB needs to make its money somewhere. Wow. It sits on something like 117 million dollars worth of assets or something like that and turns 5 to 7 million every year, pays its executives large Handsomely. six-figure salaries. Yeah.
1: yeah. jeepers. Yeah. Jeepers. But
0: don't worry, it's nonprofit. So. Nonprofit. nonprofit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's the NCAA, but you know. So is the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Technically.
0: Yeah. If I if I had to do all over again, I would have Done the part of law where you learn how nonprofits work and then uh, done that forever because <laughs> that seems to be a, a lucrative way of making money. Uh, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but instead I did what I did and um, had to deal with uh, the ups and downs of the regular workaday legal industry. Actually, on that note, have you ever wondered how law firms weathered previous economic downturns and came out stronger on the other side? LexisNexis Interaction has released an in-depth global research report confronting the 2020 downturn, lessons learned during previous economic crises. Download your free copy at interaction.com slash lawyer to see tips, strategies, plans, and statistics from leaders who have been through this before and how they've reached success again.
1: Good job oh, there. That was seamless on yeah, that one.
0: Well, fair enough. We're a little short today. Do you have anything else to say? Or well, we're we were talking
1: about bars, and uh, I was going to talk a little You're bit You're
0: drunk about... right now? No. Oh, okay. Oh, like the okay, like the, the California like the bar, legal, okay, like yeah, bar yeah. associations. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, AA. Um, no, go on.
1: You know, Joe, <laughs> addiction issues are not funny. But anyway, the point is, I was going to talk about the Pennsylvania bar and uh, the fact that their president stepped down.
0: Oh, really? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I assume this was a regular transfer of power situation. Nope. Where? Oh, no. Nope. Um. Well, I mean, certainly uh, it was that the burdens of his day-to-day job got so heavy that he couldn't keep, keep full- Nope. Oh, interesting. So what happened?
1: Uh he was charged with soliciting a prostitute. Okay. So this is an interesting little story. Um it's kind of kind of funny. Uh so
0: Not funny, haha. More funny boohoo.
1: Accurate. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Um, Bar Association president and and I think county solicitor in Pennsylvania, or now, now he's on leave, uh, without pay, but um, solicited a prostitute. He found that the, during the course of the um, <clears throat> incident, noticed that the woman he had uh, hired from the, an escort service uh, was videotaping him. Not great. Not great. Not great. He asked never let system.
0: them videotape you.
1: Never let them take. pictures.
0: And that's not just for prostitution. That that is actually just a general good rule, life advice. A Life advice for any encounter. Yeah. Life
1: advice. He did not want her to take pictures. Uh, then she's like, "Oh, I'm not really taking pictures. I'm just, I'm just audio recording." Um, and then she wouldn't shut it off, so he ended the encounter. And then she tried to extort him for a thousand dollars and say, "I will post these pictures of you engaged with the prostitute." online or wherever or unless you give me $1000 he, he like talked her down i think to like 700 at one point but actually just told the police what happened and the police came and in and you would
0: you at this point you would think that given that there are multiple overlapping crimes involved that the one that the government would go after would be the one that was a victim-based crime. In this case, blackmail or extortion, as opposed to say a victimless-based crime like soliciting a prostitute. Oh, but instead, what they did was
1: well, she also got arrested. Oh, so it's just like everything—just <laughs> uh, uh,
0: setting the incentives for not reporting. Yeah, is what he you was wanted. charged.
1: She yeah. was charged with the crime as a result. Uh, the he's
0: which ironically sets the incentives for not prosecuting blackmail or the solicitation as that would never have come to light.
1: <laughs> that is that is correct. It would not have come to light. Uh, so the incentive structure the is
0: to have no crimes dealt with. Mm-hmm. Ah, well done. So
1: uh, it's, he's only, he's just been charged uh, at this sort of point in the process, but uh, he did step down as president of the Pennsylvania Bar Association, uh, and they've already elected the the person who was elected for the next term, just took over uh, earlier uh, than intended, uh, and he is uh, suspended without pay from his job as county solicitor.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, obviously, law enforcement officials, uh, like a, county o- a government officer, mm-hmm. breaking the law is bad and yada yada. That said, I have a very economics-based view of how I look at the functioning of the law, and I think of it as a series of incentives and disincentives, and you're trying to get the best result for society out of these incentives and disincentives, mm-hmm. and setting an incentive that says crimes with victims are treated as importantly, if not more importantly in this situation, as those that theoretically do not have victims, obviously there can be baggage surrounding the prostitution sex trade work, yeah. and sex trafficking, whatever, but sex work does not automatically mean those things, and in this instance seems not to have. It does not, not appear to, And on top of that, setting an incentive structure that says, don't report any of this. All parties involved would be better off if you'd never told the police that crimes were (laughs) happening. Imagine, how many other crimes do you feel are better off if the police take the stance, we'd rather just not know? (laughs) I mean, that seems to be Rudy's theory of how how the say, law works. But
1: this was kind of the synthesis of everything we've been talking about yeah. this episode, right? It's about crimes. It's about bar associations. Here we go. Yeah.
0: No. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, crazy. Uh, anyway. So. Let's uh, wrap up then. So mm-hmm. thanks for listening. You should be listening to all the episodes. You should be subscribed to get them when they drop. You should be giving reviews, stars, writing something, lets people know that we're out there. Uh, remember to send us stuff for the mailbag going mm-hmm. forward. Uh, we'll start answering some of that stuff. You can
1: send it to tips at above the law dot com. subject line, thinking like a lawyer.
0: Yeah, that works too. And you should be reading Above the Law as always. You should be listening to our other shows. She hosts the Jippo. I'm a panelist on the Legal Tech Week Journalists Roundtable. Uh, you should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine One, the numeral one. Check out the other shows from the Legal Talk Network. And uh, what else? Peace. Oh no! That no. no. Wait, what, what, why? Why would you? Why would you jump the gun like that?
1: Well, I was late in the intro, so I thought it'd be early in the extra. Ah, okay.
0: Thanks to our sponsors, <laughs> Noda, powered by M&T Bank, uh, LexisNexis Interaction, and Lexicon. And there was, yet again, another thing that I've now lost track of because of all this, but you can uh, you can sign off.
1: Bye. Bye.